Welcome to Present Poetry. I'm your host, Erin Crittenden, and all poems within this podcast are either public domain or used with permission from the author or the author's estate. It's a fun time for poetry lovers of all ages, so sit back, relax, and get ready to hear some poems of the past and the present. This week's featured poet is George Raymond. George Lansing Raymond was born in September of 1839 to Benjamin Wright Raymond, the twice-elected mayor of Chicago, and his wife Amelia. He attended Phillips Academy in Andover before graduating in 1858 and moving on to Williams College, where he became a prominent member of the Kappa Alpha Society. He then went to the Princeton Theological Seminary, where he studied philosophy. After graduating from Princeton in 1865, George married Elizabeth Blake in 1872 and had one daughter, Maybelle. He also began a long career as a professor. He taught at Williams from 1874 to 1880, then became a professor of oratory at Princeton from 1880 to 1905, before moving on to become a professor of aesthetics at George Washington University from 1905 to 1912. During that time, George wrote a systematic theory of the art that was published in seven volumes between 1886 and 1900. This became one of the first comprehensive and systematic theory of the arts, and the New York Times even claimed that George pierces through the manifestations of art to their sources and shows the relations, intimate and essential, between painting, sculpture, poetry, music, and architecture. George became well known for his use of psychology and biology in his theory, which helped to marry art and reality. In his book, The Essentials of Aesthetics, George claims that the different arts have been shown to be developed by exactly similar methods, and these methods have been shown to characterize the entire work of artistic imagination, from the formulation of psychical concepts to that of their most physical expressions in rhythm, proportions, and harmony. George Raymond passed away on July 11, 1929, of pneumonia. He was 89 at the time of his death and was a member of many notable clubs, including the National Arts of New York and the Authors of London. Some scholars believe his legacy to be impactful, if neglected, and hope to see a resurgence of George's theories in the coming years. We are reading from one of the few poetry books he ever wrote, Ballads and Other Poems, which was published in 1886. This poem is called The Poet's Reason. I live to write and write, good friend, in part I know for you, though while I do so, in the end, myself it pleases too. The world, you think, may prize my rhymes, of old, I hoped it would, but many and many have been the times I had only deemed them good. I love to write, you near the truth, I love to talk as well. And poems breathe apart, forsooth, of what the soul would tell. A.A. the soul, for it how meet, that those we love should see, Not poems, but the poems sweet, that all one's life would be. This poem is called A Fish Story. A strange fish came from an inland home on a journey down to the sea. 
He split the ripples and ripped the foam and danced and dived in glee. Ho, ho, cried the fry where the sea grew near. Hurrah for a freshwater fool. One gulp of our salt when he comes out here will send him back to his pool. The fish was fleet, but the bar was high, and the low tide roiled and dim, and he groped as he slowly passed the fry, and to and fro would swim. Ho, ho, cried they as they shook their scales. The muddled one misses his way. And they fanned their fins and they slashed their tails. Aha, he here will stay. The fish paused not till the way grew clear, then launched out under the spray, and showered his fins in a white cap near that rivaled the rays of the day. Ho, ho, showing off to the sharks, cried the fry, and look, a gull on the shoal. Yon surface shiner would better be shy. The bird will swallow him whole. The fish passed on till the sea grew deep, then plunging down through the blue, a flash came back from a parting leap, as at last he sank from view. Ho, ho, cried the fry, we can all do that, if we only go out with the tide. But the tide has gone, so left on the flat, they fried in the sun and died. This poem is called My Ideal. She came, she went, t'was all a dream, a groundless hope, a barren scheme, and yet a dearer dream did seem than ever made a dawn seem drear. She turned sweet music in my breast till every sad or joyous guest that swayed at once with wondering rest grew hushed as hate when heaven is near. She came, she went, a beam sublime, that straying toward a sunless clime, trembled along the edge of time, and then in fright sped back amain. Ah, wherefore came she if to go? I had not known the half of woe. Had I not felt that heavenly glow, and matched with it, found earth so vain. She came, she went, I know I dreamed, nor dared to test fond hopes that gleamed. But yet how dear the future seemed! And though it was the world, how real! Ah, wherefore did she leave so soon, And change to night what had been noon? Did heaven sufficient deem the boon To grant me a form ideal? This poem is called Musician and Moralizer. What am I doing night and day, loitering here with the flute? Doing? Why, blowing my plaints away, off till I blow them mute. Foolish am I, it may be so, who, forsooth, are the wise. I to the wind my sorrows blow, others hoard up their sighs. Useless am I, that while I play, many another one's heart, Throbs to my melody till they say all of his woes depart. Nothing of sweetness can fill the air, nothing of beauty bloom, save as visions of life more fair over the spirit loom. Listen to this now, mine and thine, how could I show more worth than as a reed for a breath divine blowing from heaven to earth? Music mad am I, have your say, whether you blame or applaud, I, the behest of my soul, obey, just as it came from God. 
This poem is called A Song on Singing. The board is bare, the lights are low, my songs are sung, but ere we go, one more I bring, and answer so, your kindly plaudits ringing. No wealth and rank belong to me, but yet, where thought and word are free, the voice alone a power may be, and rule the world by singing. How oft of old, when reigned the wrong, and rare and regal rose in song, the call sublime that roused the strong, from hut and hamlet springing, like avalanches launched in might, where thunder shakes an alpine height, resistless down its path of white, has right been led by singing. How oft, when sounds of war awoke, and wide as earth a vision broke, of sword and gun and flash and smoke, and flags over freemen springing, where few escaped the foeman's power, as failed the chief and fell the tower, the land has yet survived the hour, when nerved anew by singing. All else at last with death may meet, brave hearts whose hopes had made them beat, like motes beneath the soldier's feet, when victory's cheers are ringing. But even the dead whose deeds inspire, the minstrel over the grave or pyre, may rise like Israel's cloud of fire, and lead their race through singing nor less the power of a song when peace has donned apace and hopes increase as men in thrall have found release their fetters from them flinging oh what could make their thanks complete did crowds exultant fail to meet in great town hall or village street and shout their joy in singing or when sad souls the wine would quaff of mirth brimmed bubbling over with loth when sparkling droughts in their behalf the comic bard comes bringing, and ever around the social board, as full the foaming pledge is poured, see how goodwill the heart could hoard is lavish with the singing. How blessed are homes all filled with song, the mother's hum, the choral strong, the hymn that bears great thoughts that throng, where all pure hope is winging. How heaves the breast in air so sweet, how thrills the blood it fills to meet while all the spirit bounds to greet the joy of life in singing. There let sweet love appear and snare, with dainty dreams of visions fair, wherein, like wings athrob in air, rare wedding bells are ringing. Then stirred by moods that move the heart, what tunes upon the lip will start, as if true love could not impart such sweets except through singing. The cares may come that track success, or storms of swift, and full distress may make of life a wilderness a flood of anguish bringing the sorrows of the soul will rise and pour their woe through weeping eyes and drain at last the source of sighs when hearts overflow in singing if doubt and vice with cloud and tide surround a wretch whose father's pride and mother's love have well-nigh died and sister's hands are ringing ah then beyond the waves that roar he too may heed the friendly shore, where others, won from woes before, their heartfelt praise are singing. Through mist that like a shroud around, in densest folds the soul has bound, my life has known a song to sound, nerve-dying hope by ringing. As clear as tolls a lighthouse bell, where ghost-like rush of breakers fell, the soul they would have borne to hell was worn from it by singing. A shadeless waste a mist-hid sea, were earth that knew no songs of glee, and what would heaven beyond it be if anthems never were springing? 
from voices there where funeral knells are sweeter far than marriage bells, the love called hence that ever dwells within the sounds of singing. The wise who once thought heavenly spheres as all unrolled their store of years woke music through their atmospheres that soft and far was ringing. Heard subtler music it may be, where love rolls all, yet all are free. And though not thoughts, yet heart agrees, for all beat time in singing. Ah, when no lights of life remain, as dimly death's cold draught we drain, how sweetly then will sound the strain, from heaven through the darkness winging. Where choirs above their endless years praise love that ransoms all from fears, nor ask for aught save what to seers appears to be glad singing. But stay to keep below with men, the minstrel knows not how or when, here end I then, yet once again, let echoes answer ringing, to that which lulls the babe at birth, and voices all the good of earth, give God his glory, heaven its worth, eternal sway to singing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Present Poetry. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review, share us on social media, or subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you would like to learn more about the featured poet, or you would like your work featured on the podcast, please check out the links in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.